Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Good evening, or afternoon, or I think we should say good evening because we're talking about trazodone. Yeah, good sleeping. Good sleeping. Trazodone, um, most common name, actually that's a trade name, would be Deseril. I can remember when this just had come out. Right, but it's been generic my whole career. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the podcast, Addiction Connection number 50. Yeah, and I think it's our third or fourth in a series of... This is number four four. in the series of quote-unquote safe drugs. Yeah. And drugs that are often kind of sought after in the correctional care system. So, and sometimes misused if you're looking at Arrowwood. There we go. So, it was developed before I was in 1981. Really, what year were you born? 82. At the end of 82. So, I wasn't developed until the beginning of 82. So, I was just getting out of college. And, uh, and so this is this is a drug that I'm actually very familiar with. Uh, we used to see a lot of overdoses of, of this when I was in my residency, so uh, it was used a lot that way, sadly. Do you know what doses they were off and on, or was it just like intentional overdoses, a bunch of it? Yeah, you know, back then, uh, when we didn't have all the SSRIs as commonly, mm. this was used at higher doses, two, 300 milligrams a day. or uh, But people would take their whole bottle, and uh, that's not good. And so not with really anything ever, probably. No, so it was a problem. But it's a go ahead and tell what kind of an antidepressant it is, Dr. Bell. <laughs> Triazolopyridine. Triazolopyridine antidepressant. Yeah. So this is a serotonin modulator. That's so, fancy. Yeah, it's fancy. So at low doses, it's a kind of a serotonin antagonist, but you pump up the dose and now you're an agonist. So it works at the postsynaptic serotonin receptors. So essentially, because, I mean, if you think about it, if it was marketed as an antidepressant, typically, if you're thinking like the SSRIs, that's very similar. It inhibits the reuptake of the postsynaptic serotonin. So Yeah. It doesn't affect dopamine and norepine quite as much. It's much more minimal. Which is probably why it's not sought after, abused for high, if you will, because that's usually the dopamine. So, of course, metabolism is hepatic, and uh, it's that whole P450 thing we always hear about. It's not the exercise machine. That's the... P90X. Yeah, that's But that's not a machine. It's a video, but, you know... Oh, it's a video? You were close. Yeah. I I thought it was a treadmill. Um, But, yeah, so it's the P450 hepatic thing. And so, of course, drugs that affect, affect that P450, whether they increase or decrease the enzymes can cause an increase or decrease in levels of this drug and effect. So uh, really important to kind of know that. Of course, now the computer just pops it up. You can't take this. It's a P450 problem. So I'm going to jump ahead on the sheet here, but since we're talking about metabolism and drugs that impact it, so interactions, high interactions with MAOIs, digoxin, big one, phenytoin, and then your other sedative-type medications, antihistamines, allergy meds, narcotics, opioids, muscle relaxants. And there was like bolded caps like everywhere I looked on this drug, do not use it in combination with St. John's Wort. And I've actually seen that. 
Um, and of course, with alcohol, that can be a problem too. Correct. They, there was actually, and I think we're going to mention that as we, we are. get along, but alcohol can be a problem. So what's the FDA approval for? Well, major depression. not what it's used for. <laughs> yeah. We don't use it for major depression much anymore. I don't think I have ever, to be honest, when I learned about trazodone, which, you know, whenever that was, residency, late med school, I learned about it as a medication for insomnia. I've never learned it as an antidepressant. Now, if you were my, you know, pharmacology professor in med school and you're like, no, no, Heather, I taught you that the other way around, I apologize, but I've never used it as an antidepressant. Yeah, back in the old days, uh, actually when I was in medical school on the inpatient side and a lot of people would be on trazodone and they would sleep the day away because they would use it twice a day or Mm, during the day. So they'd sleep. So it was it wasn't good that way, but it is not FDA approved for insomnia, just to be clear. But it's the second most drug prescribed for that exact indication. Yeah. So I think I I think I had something on that twenty four million scripts per year. Yeah. Roughly. So the number one, number thirty one, just pres- try that again. <laughs> Say it. The thirty first drug prescribed. Most commonly, I'm struggling with this. Anyway, of all the drugs that you can possibly prescribe, it's the 31 most common. Yeah, it's number 31 on the big hit chart. There you go. But it is one of the top 20. It's in the top 20 of abused drugs. Which is pretty crazy. It is crazy. But now, there, there's a ton of off-label uses, too. We should probably talk about that before we get into some of the ways it's kind of misused. Right. But uh, it's used a lot of things. And, you know, OCD, I've seen it used there. Complex regional pain syndrome. Seen it used there. Um, alcohol withdrawal, which we will get to that. Um, and I've, it's it's primarily for the alcohol withdrawal insomnia aspect of alcohol withdrawal. Huh. But again, we'll get to that with articles later on. Yeah. Also schizophrenia, which is always interesting to me because you're not supposed to use an SSRI in a person who you're considering schizophrenia with because you might make them, well, that's bipolar. But you can also make schizophrenics more manic too. Now I'm mixed up. Um, Sorry. And they do use it, and this is interesting, we'll get through this in a minute, uh, for ED and sometimes for female sexual dysfunction. ED meaning erectile dysfunction. I didn't want to say it. I know, but people might not understand your vernacular. (laughs) Anyway, and then female sexual dysfunction, which I've not seen it used for that. But not either. Anyway, so side effects. 36% 36% of people report dizziness and 61% report sedation, which is interesting because that's only slightly more than half. And if you're using it for insomnia, but only 61% of people get sedated. Yeah. And there's a lot of other ones. You know, the dry mouth is probably one you hear a lot and kind of that uh, orthostatic hypotension. I've seen that at higher doses in the mm-hmm. old days, but uh, not so much. But there are some severe side effects that are not good. I'll talk about it because you're a male. Priapism, so an erection lasting longer than four hours, happens in, you know, depending on which study you're looking at, one one in a thousand males to one in 10,000 males. So that's, those are not little numbers. That's a little more often than I'd like to see. And then there can be arrhythmias. So also obviously very bad. Yeah. Um, And then if a person is having an overdose, so things you might see, you know, if we're talking corrections, this can be, pocketed cheek shared diverted in correctional setting so things you might see in a person or in the community or maybe you saw these in the er coming in with chest pain shortness of breath slowed heart rate irregular heart rate priapism fainting coma seizures 
Um, but one of the biggest risks associated with trazodone is suicide. Wow. I like a street name, Sleep Easy. I mean, that seems pretty intuitive. Pretty intuitive, but it's really, there's not a ton of, and I had to, I had to phone a friend to get that one, what they call it, in the jail. Wow. I didn't realize that. Not street, much that you can find online. Yeah, the street value, and this, I, I can't believe they get five bucks for a 100 milligram. And this was a, this was quite a few years ago, so I wonder what it, I mean, I couldn't find anything Still, more frequent. I mean, there's, there's other drugs that are probably way more sought after that are eight or nine. So, so how's it abused? Well, some people snort it, which kind of intensifies that sedating fact. They'd be like, do you really want that? Um, but it also enhances kind of the onset of action, so it comes on a little bit quicker. If you're abusing it, you want it to avoid that first-pass metabolism in the liver. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. I mean, all this, what people report as getting from it is really not all that exciting. So, But you can get dependent on it, and then there's this thing called antidepressant discontinuation syndrome or trazodone discontinuation syndrome I saw in places where it causes extreme anxiety and insomnia. Again, mm-hmm. what you'd kind of expect. Yeah, so, and then, of course, uh, it can be overdosed if, if people are kind of using it recreationally and just maybe overdo it. And right? I didn't see any good data on, like, other overdose death rates with a single drug. I didn't see that. Now, in combination, which we're going to get to in a little bit, obviously, the other meds that are sedating, but not by itself. Yeah. I mean, often, you know, when you think about it, Compared to a benzo, how many people are going to abuse this if they can get a benzo? So it's less often abused than the benzodiazepines. Uh, but it can, you know, it can work rapidly just without hours to kind of increase that serotonin in the brain. Kind of a quick fix. But quick uh, fix. mix it with alcohol, we may have trouble. But Houston, we have a problem. But like we're going to, you know, you found an arrowhead and, you know, it's not the greatest drug, but why is it abused so much? Because it's easier to get than Ambien, the other Z drugs, than benzos because it isn't controlled. Those Mm. are all controlled. They're all on the PMP. Trazodone is not. Um, So interestingly, in patients who are in recovery from alcohol use disorder, trazodone is actually the most commonly prescribed medication to manage the sleep disturbances of all the, you know, kind of sedative type medications. Interesting. Well, in corrections, any thoughts there? Not much except kind of what we already talked about. Now, this, I only highlighted a few of these. This is kind of this new area of study that they're looking at trazodone for. Somebody kind of looked back and saw, wow, there's this weird pattern of violence in people who had only trazodone on board. No other medications, no other substances at all. This like mass murders in in a way um directly they're they're saying directly related to trazodone so they're starting to look into this um this one was interesting in 2009 a man i'm not saying names of any of these people no it's public knowledge but a man beat his mother and shot his father after he had gotten injection with trazodone at a psychiatric hospital so he had been inpatient actually had tried to fight them to not get this medication he said he didn't want trazodone because it made him feel violent but he was in a psychiatric hospital and didn't really have the ability to, you know, decline his own medications. And then he ended up killing his dad and beating his mom. Ugh. I guess when somebody says that, I would think, well, maybe we shouldn't give it. Um, boy, a number of different articles. These were things you must have looked at. Le Bon, 2003 Journal of Clinical Pharmacology. Psychopharmacology. Psychopharmacology. Mm-hmm. So they did polysomnographs. 
How'd you like that? I just pulled that name You're off. You're dead. Had baseline and after the first drug and four weeks later. All with trazodone. All with trazodone. And uh, boy, that's confusing to I'm me. Sorry. So this was a... This was a double blind, placebo controlled. Yeah, why didn't you put that well in there? Super well done. I did at the bottom. <laughs> in the, the the references, it's on another page. Okay, <laughs> I'll just look there. But basically, they they separated people. Now there's there's a small trial. There was like sixteen to twenty four people. I don't remember exactly how many in the like the you know, placebo group versus the the study group. But um, what they realized. So this was in people who were. People with known alcohol use disorder, people who were alcohol intoxication going through detox, and they found that once alcohol detox was complete, continued trazodone for sleep may contribute to increased drinking. Whoa. But it did help improve sleep. So this was the 2003, but the take-home actually from this article was it can help people with alcohol use disorder with their sleep. But then they'll just relapse. But then five (laughs) years later, they actually, a different group did a study Basically, double-blind, placebo-controlled, same darn study, a few more people in it. And it did say, yeah, there was definitely short-term benefit in people um, detoxing from alcohol, but it definitely had worse outcomes. They had fewer abstinent days, and they had consumed more drinks on their drinking days. Mm. And so it actually stopped their improvement with alcohol consumption. So do it during detox. And then be done. tapered off. Correct. Good to know. And then if you want to go through the 2012 one, so this was a different type. Um, It's also a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, 2012 Drug and Alcohol Dependence Journal. Mm. Looked at it not with alcohol, but with methadone. Ah, so no improvement in sleep in those people who took trazodone while on methadone. Interesting. Which is interesting. And, I mean, those are two sedating medications. Yeah. I don't know. So, of course, we went on Arrowwood because... You just wonder. Are all you going to talk about your article you found? Well, I I can't see it. It's on there, right underneath that one you just read. The Priapism oh, article. Oh, geez, I hate to, I hate to even go there. I know, but it's okay. it's a good study, not because of the outcome, but because it's yeah. And your in your statistics that you saw on how many people were warned about this. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, there was a whole article on about uh, about the priapism and the fact that they they use this sometimes for sexual dysfunction in men and. Clearly, there are people who get uh, get a reaction from the uh, from the trazodone and actually develop erections with it. And but there's a lot of cases again one to one in a thousand, anywhere between one in a thousand, one in ten thousand to get priapism. And some of these cases have been horrific, where these people have had you know a day long uh, erection and then end up getting amputation. So this is uh, this was actually in the uh, primary care companion journal clinical of clinical psychology and. Boy, I talked about it, and actually, uh, it's pretty in depth. And you know, I, I think clearly, if you're giving this to men, you have to at least warn them because it was interesting. A lot of the men who were getting these unusual erections with this medication didn't even tell their doctor, and so you'd sure want to know that. It's probably one that you'd want to discontinue and try something else. Well, and I think as a patient, you wouldn't know that association because why uh, i mean you'd be like what's this going on here well no you obviously know you'd have <laughs> like, that going on especially I, I do want to make an aside because i guess i didn't quite realize this that there's like no sexual desire associated with this yeah, erection yeah and they mentioned that that in fact people didn't feel like having sex but they would get these erections that were more annoying than anything but if you're a patient and it's happening are you going to make that connection that it's related to your trazodone 
That's what I'm saying. But I think you had read a thing that said very few people are actually even warned about this side effect. Yeah, like, hmm, I had a big back today. I had uh, well, three Diet Cokes and I had a, I took Trazodone. What is it? <laughs> so, yeah, you got to clearly look back and try and figure that one out. But, so if but you're yeah, warned I, about it ahead of time, yeah, you're more likely warn- to, like, uh, get. You only, <laughs> you only need to warn the men. But anyway, in Arrowwood, uh, <laughs> we just kind of looked. I, I kind of went through there just to see the experiences that, uh, why people would take this. And and it honestly, it's unclear because so many people would say, this is not a recreational drug. Mm-mm. And then there were other people that said, oh, I had these crazy fun dreams. And But most of the people kind of described this kind of skin tingling and fuzziness and drowsiness uh, and this feeling like it's hard to move, you know, within 10, 15 minutes, kind of feeling heavy, unable to focus. Um, but the nightmares kind of stood out. There was a lot of people who talked about those. Uh, but a lot of people just said, this is not really a recreational drug. I slept great. Um, but other than that, you know, nothing really crazy. But I think the snorting it probably makes a little bit of difference. Right. And, you know, we were just talking about this before we hit record, is that, yeah, it's not one of your top no-nos in, in the correctional setting. But, you know, I think anything that can create an altered sensorium, that's fancy. That was fancy. That was fancy. It's definitely something that could be abused or, you know. Do people take a lot of Diet Mountain Dew in correctional facilities? No. They should. (laughs) Yeah, no comment. (laughs) Certain people do, but all right. All right, I think that's it for today. We'll let Battle Lakes take over, and we'll come back next week, and thanks for listening. Psychos from out of the sky. Psychos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining psychos. It's raining psychos. Out in the street, psychos. All you can eat: lettuce and shells and cheese and meat. It's raining psychos. Yum 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 yum. It's like a dream Yum, 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 yum Bring your sour cream Shells, meat, lettuce, cheese Shells, meat, lettuce, cheese Shells, meat, cheese, 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 cheese It's raining tacos it's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Raining tacos. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos.